I believe, isn't it? 114? Oh, yeah. I think so. Of course, it's uh, the holiday season upon us, and uh, here we are. Some of us aren't feeling so well. Nick. Yeah. You glutton. <laughs> you ate too much turkey. That's what happened, right? Yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> Big fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so he ate too much turkey, and then he threw it all back up. Threw it all back. And we hope uh, to get, we hope, geez. we're hoping that we get some of that on this audio recording that you're hearing right now, eventually. Oh, you would have already heard it, though, because that'll be the intro. That's that's a good point. <laughs> Jesse brings up a good point. Uh, I wonder true. if it's... So if, it, if it's just audio, does it become a chain reaction, like in person? It depends on how sensitive the person yeah. is. It doesn't bother me. I'm a nurse, man. That Dan, sh- you're going to have to, in, in post-processing, you're going to have to judge whether you think it's too horrific sounding to be in the intro, and then it goes at the end. That's a good point. I mean, we don't want to yeah. have people driving down the highway, you know, just, yeah. that would be not good. That would be horrible. No, I I would really feel like I accomplished something. Would, would you feel? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you! I was thinking. I would you were feel like you I want to feel something. bad. He's getting all these no, emails. <laughs> not at all. Nick calls like a dozen fender benders across the country. We'll be on national news. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the guys are here. Justin and and uh, Jesse are here. Of course, say hi, guys. Yep. yep. What's up? Yeah, Thanksgiving. Hmm. I don't know. It's not really my holiday. Let's just leave it at that. I'm not a big fan of the Thanksgiving getting not together. thankful for anything? I, well, I, I am. <laughs> I just don't particularly like to share that with my family. <laughs> <laughs> so I take oh. it it's it's the family that you're not thankful for. <laughs> I've said it before, and I think I've said it on the show. My I've got what would amount to a white trash salad family. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said it last year, didn't I, Nick? Remember when we I were? I think you did. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. And it's the same thing. Went to the same house, same family. Listened to the same bullshit. Listened to the same people bickering about shit that happened thirty years ago. And yeah, drama, it, drama, drama. But the turkey was good, right? That's good. So yeah, oh, that's good. Gotta let's see what else was good. <laughs> <laughs> turkey. The turkey. Do you have any desserts? Pumpkin pie? Uh, or? Yeah, you know the the usual. My family's really big on on uh, yams and sweet potato pie and shit like that. Oh, dude, you really want to get me to throw up, don't you? Yeah, it's just nasty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I like that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you would. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's no, that's not my thing. <laughs> uh. Uh-uh. Let's, uh, who wants to go first? Who, who did, did, first of all, it's been a busy week for all of us, family obligations, stuff like that. I'm going to guess that not a lot of flying was had this week by anybody. 
You guess wrong, bitches. <laughs> Justin. Did you fly I guess this I week? I should go. Oh, dude, this is, I mean, honestly, you, you can't see me right now because this isn't a video forum, but uh, I can't wipe the smile off my face. <laughs> this is probably one of the greatest heli weeks that I've had in an extremely long time. And I needed it, quite frankly. You guys, you guys got your drinks, you got your beers. I'm ready, your... man. All right, here we go. Yep, I'm ready. So, Nick's got his Pepto Bismol. Nick's got it and his <laughs> his uh, barf bag off to the side. <laughs> yep. So last weekend, no flying. Okay, even though the weather was good, just did some family stuff because I knew I had this week off. So all I got done last weekend was finished the rave. Okay. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I took off. And then, of course, Thursday and Friday, that's the Thanksgiving and the day after holiday. I think most people have that off. So went to the field Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday all day. I gave you guys a little bit of crap in text about the fact that I'm not sure I could handle this whole nine to five heli thing, even though I loved every minute of it. So about eight hours a day at the field, I was the only one there. It was cold as hell. I ended up going to Home Depot and getting one of those little tank top propane heaters. You guys see that picture? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's awesome. I, 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 I mean, can't I, believe it took you guys this long to to follow yeah. up on that. Yeah, seriously. I mean, That's I remember the last time I used it was when you brought it, Nick, when mm-hmm. it was snowing a couple of years ago. And that thing was amazing. But yeah, that, I mean, that really took the edge off. And at times during the day, the sun was out. So, you know, that helps a little bit, but it was still pretty damn cold. Okay, so Monday, flew all day, all right, maidened the rave. It took off, it stayed in one piece, and then I kind (laughs) of... Did you put it in? No, I didn't put it in. I put in my so engine. So still flies. I, I put in my engine. Oh, you, you burnt up a motor, <laughs> did you? So YS91 3DS, right? It's been, a, it's been about two months since I've flown Nitro, spending a lot of time on the gasser. And so, you know, I'm maiden and I get it off the ground, you know, do a little hover. It's, it's, uh, it's doing its thing. It's no big deal, right? Notice that the engine's not sounding quite right. Bring it down. Check the tune. It's like, okay, well. I'm looking on my notes from a couple of months ago, and it's telling me that I'm in the right ballpark for tuning on the needles. And so I go back up again, and I think (laughs) it's not getting any better here. So long story short, I spend probably about an hour playing around with the needles, thinking that I'm getting somewhere. Okay, well, I'm a complete freaking moron. I, I call up Nick. I'm like, dude, Nick, I, I need to bounce this off of someone because this is driving me freaking crazy. It it was running perfectly fine. It started sounding funny. And then out of nowhere, it doesn't stay on for longer than like 15 seconds after I start it. Like, wah, like wah. literally it idles beautifully <laughs> and then turns off like a light switch. Uh-huh. And he goes, to, uh, did you check the glow plug? Yeah, I did the glow plug. Okay, did you check this? Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went through that. I checked that I didn't have any air in my in my lines. I didn't have any kinks. It's getting fuel, blah, 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 blah. Okay, what are your needles at? 
And I'm like, well, dude, I mean, they were basically right where they were the last time I tuned it. And you and Jesse saw it at the last fun fly. It was pulling like a freight train. He's like, well, what numbers are those? And I'm like, I think it's like one or one and a quarter turns on the mid and the high. And he's like, wait a minute, dude, that doesn't sound right. I haven't flown a nitro in a while, but that doesn't sound right. I'm like, dude, I swear to you, that's where it is. I've got, I look it, I've got it written down right here in my notes. Well, <laughs> it turns out that I might have confused my gasser tuning notes with my nitro tuning <laughs> notes. Oh, man. So I had the needle, particularly on the mid needle, uh, no, the high needle, I had it set at one to one and a quarter when it's supposed to tune pretty good at about one and three quarters. No, no, you that's got it the, backwards. That's again. the mid. You still oh, got it. Was dude, the, you so are determined to mid. never get this That's right. the mid? Yeah, the, the oh high is one and a quarter, and the mid is one and three quarters. Ah. Yes. Okay. And this is exactly what yeah. happened. Yeah, and here's the problem. So, so yeah, there it is. There, therein lies the issue. So The best I, part is he had the manual. Like, yeah, I did no, have the three. manual, dude. <laughs> Which has a nice little chart. Except yeah. for the fact that I misread the chart. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him what I did, Nick. I, I don't, I, I'm, I really kind of don't know because I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm reading. And he's like, that's not what it says. <laughs> well, uh, it turns out there are three settings in the manual. There's hover, there's low, and there's high. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, D bag Poochie over here completely <laughs> ignored the hover and just used the low and the high numbers, which told me between one and one and a quarter. And I'm like, He's well, like, the manual says one and a quarter and my notes clearly say one and a quarter. <laughs> I, this 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 doesn't make any sense. There's got to be something else wrong. Yeah, there's something else wrong. I mean, at the end of it all, I had so little compression that I could like easily spin the motor around with my thumb and forefinger on the starter shaft. Oh, oh, the, be- no. <laughs> the best, the best statement was, and I'm like, well, you know, okay, your hover, that's your mid range. And he's like, well, no, it's supposed to be at, at like 0.5 to one. I'm like, no, that's the low needle. And he, sw- he says, I swear to God, well, where the hell is that needle at? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it uh, look, I am perfectly okay with admitting that I completely just lost it there. I don't know what I was thinking. That was a stupid moment. It is what it is. So, I pulled the pulled the engine out that night and sure enough, the rings toast. Uh, the sleeve doesn't look all that great. The piston has seen better days, although I didn't burn a <laughs> hole through the piston. So that was good. Quite frankly, I probably could re-ring it and get another couple of gallons out of it, but it wouldn't be running ideally, right? But there's a silver lining to everything, right? I go and look online for a ring and some of the other parts. Turns out I found a deal with, you know how you can buy the piston, the ring, and the sleeve in like a combo? Mm-hmm. And usually it's about 130 bucks. Last one at Heli Direct, and I got it for $45. Oh, 
Nice. That was freaking awesome. So that that, that was insane. the beginning of my engine stuff. And I've got, there's more. There's more. Just wait. So the rave got maidened, blew up the engine, spent the rest of the time flying the electrics, the goblin and the compass, 7HV. Okay. Great day of flying. Tuesday comes around, more flying. This was sort of the nicest of the days. It was actually somewhat warm. Uh, towards the end of the day, I was doing autos on the 7HV. And you ever get one of those ones where you're so far up in the auto, like almost out of sight, that you're focusing so hard on the heli you don't actually realize where ground is? I'm coming down, and it was going to be a nose-in auto, and I and it was going to be somewhat of a, it's not a Nick sliding auto, but I was working on stretching autos out. So I threw it out over the super high grass, and if you know my field, it's like 8 or 10 feet high, right? And so it's coming down, and I'm thinking, I've got, I know where I am physically. I can get over that tall grass and sort of just slide it right into the grass. Well, it turns out that I couldn't get over the tall grass i kind of autoed through the tall grass which didn't help with keeping head speed up (laughs) and then i kind of like bounced along on the low grass and it was one of those things where it was leaning it was leaning was leaning and then it just kind of fell and tipped to the side right no big deal shouldn't have damaged anything but i realized because it was so freaking cold one of those stupid Delrin links on the 7HV DFC head snapped in half, and I forgot to bring my parts to the field, so that guy was out of commission for the rest of the day. Wednesday comes along, coldest of the three days. All I got is the 7HV after I rebuilt it that night and the Goblin. Just flew the crap out of them. Total, guys, 43 flights for the three days. Holy shit. Wow. Feeling really good. I'm progressing. Like, I could see, even in the three days, a huge difference in what I was doing, what I was trying, what I was stringing together, how low I was bringing it, which brings me to my next story. 7HV. I was working on, and I've I've been playing with this a lot, on Mobiuses and bringing them down lower. And by low, I mean when I'm coming around on one side of the Mobius with the tail down, I'm probably like three or four feet off the ground, which is pretty damn low for me. Uh, I know people can do them lower, but I was comfortably doing that with not really much of an issue. And I had my music on and I was getting a little bit more into it. And I ended up toe picking the 7HV. Uh, and blowing the tail boom, the blades, the control rod, the main blades, the links. Did you strip HV. a main gear? I did not strip a main gear. Nice. No. Hey, oh, yeah. I, I caught I caught throttle hold. It didn't do much because I was so low, right, when it went in, but it ended up not being bad at all. Canopy was fine. Nothing wrong with the frames. All the shafts are straight. So it's really just a, it's really just a tail boom and some blades and stuff. Nice. Um, but yeah, I dude, the, the seven HV really is an awesome heli, but when it comes down to it, to me, I am falling in love with this freaking goblin. It flies amazing. Gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> just in its stock <laughs> the configuration. Season. And the here's, season. here's the thing, dude, everyone keeps on bitching about the DFC head being wobbly. 
I'm running the damn thing down at 1700 RPM on the stock DFC head, and it flies smooth as butter. And I think it's the fly barless system. I honestly do. You know I'm running Bavarian Demon, and I did some research, and I hear a lot of people that are running Skookum and V-Bar complain about this goblin wobbling like a freaking drunk hooker below, like, <laughs> 1950. Uh. And I don't see any issues with that. So that's my theory, at least. Thursday, Thanksgiving, no flying. Oh, yeah, I've still got more story to go, guys. <sighs> I'm just Friday. Let me pour another drink. Thursday night and Friday, Black Friday, the biggest day of the year for me, at least in Helly's. OMG, dudes. I, I scored. I think I did at least. So here's the deal. Ready, Helly. Free, free stuff. 100% off is what they call it. If you can get it quick enough. This is where the engine saga continues. I got a YS91 3DS crankcase and head for free. And I got a set of Edge 713 FAI blades for 45 bucks. Not blemished. Nice. Normal, everyday blades. I got some compass bits and pieces. And then here's the big one. I pulled the trigger on the big boy. Goblin 770 incoming. Oh, my God. Did it come with a free Burt poster? (laughs) Yeah. So, and and so it begins. I've already been So it begins. So it starts. Now, hold on. Let me justify myself here for a second. A couple of things. The 770 usually is 1200 bucks. I got it at Heli Direct for 775. Okay, that's 425 off, which would indicate to me that there's probably a new 770 coming out, although I don't know that to be true. But I would not pay 1200 bucks for just an airframe regardless of what it was. So to me, this was the one sort of way to enable me to get the heli. And after doing all the research on the 800s, it came between this guy or the alias, and I just... I couldn't do the alias just because I've got experience with the 700 Goblin, and it's so awesome. If the 770 is anywhere close to it, it's got to be worth it. So there we have it. Huh. Wow. I will be the owner mm. of two Goblins. I know it does make me feel dirty. It does. It really does. And uh, we'll get, we'll yeah. be sure to get you an autographed picture, Bert, put above your bed. I don't think your wife yeah. will mind. Uh. Did you buy your uh, pulse packs and BK servos to go? Along? No, <laughs> yeah. no th- this one actually, I'm going to take a little bit more time on this as it is the winter. I honestly, I, I just got the airframe. I don't know what I'm going to put in it. I've got to do some thinking and research and indecisiveness and all that kind of crap. So I, I wouldn't expect yeah. the 770 to be flying. You're going to, you're going to wait until. Until Bird is actually selling a set of servos that he used to put into your new heli. Not only are these BK servos, but Bert himself flew these servos. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, I could. Uh, oh yeah, you just wait. You just wait. <laughs> hey, you know what? I will take it because just I now have an eight hundred class heli. You you say you'll take it now, but. You have an 800 class, and I have Photoshop. This is going to get ugly. 
Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> nice. Bring I, it on. I need I'm to I need it. to remake that song that I did uh that yeah. uh, like Bobby, I need to change that for and I didn't like Bert. Yeah. Just for <laughs> Justin. <laughs> Wanna be like Bert. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, you are one active individual, Justin. You've done a lot this week. Oh yeah. That's an accomplishment. You've uh been simming at all? I gotta find something. Yeah, I did sim. I sim Sunday and Monday Dang. night, and then I just, I figured, well, I mean, I'm going to be flying eight or nine hours a day for the next three days straight. Why do I need to sim? I saw a post <laughs> on Facebook that somebody referred to us as the no-fly nation. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> so, That's Justin, kind of did a, you did a little, you did some good for us this week. Yeah, uh, thank you, Justin. <laughs> I tried. A little bit of redemption, but no flat That does hurt a little that bit. That hurts. But we, well, we did kind of deserve that last week. Yeah, we did. Because oh, none, yeah. none of us did fly. So The collective bed was shat last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, is that it or is that, uh, can, I, can I finally move on or do you got? I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I don't expect to be flying the rest of this weekend because at least here in Seattle, it's supposed to be raining. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you guys in Bellingham don't get screwed. Oh, they will. Eh, it's not looking so good. <laughs> so Nick, what the hell, man? Not feeling good. You uh get any no. any uh flying in this week or was it all kind of family time this week? No, I I did today sort of. <laughs> I went out out of nothing. I've been feeling pretty miserable since Wednesday night. And did the whole, you know, Thanksgiving on Thursday. But I got out today for two flights. And then it when you start running the risk of throwing up while you're flying. That's <laughs> time to land. That was probably about time was, to <laughs> we gotta draw about the line. pack it up. That yeah, would suck, I, but, dude. Yeah, I know. That's what I was kind of thinking. But it was, <laughs> it was one of those, like, dude, if I don't get out. Uh, it was pretty nasty out anyway. I mean, it was not yeah. a, a, a good day to fly. I'm surprised it, you it, went out because you texted it was, me and I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> it was nothing more than spite. Like, I just didn't want to be the guy to have You had to card. go out just to say yeah. you got a, fl- a flight or two yeah. in. <laughs> it was, well, and and I did want to, oh, this feels so good to say. I wanted to make sure that my charger worked. Uh-huh. Oh. oh. And? Nice. Yeah. Uh, so far, so good. No flames. Sweet. Right. Well, like 28 yeah. more days and you're in the clear. <laughs> no. No, I, I can't it'll, even It'll wait begin. until after the warranty is up, Jesse. <laughs> 31 days. 31 days yeah. dead. Yeah. No, I can't say thanks enough to the guys at Progressive. You know, they just... Uh, they they stepped up, kind of dug me out of a dug me out of a hole that I put myself in, and uh, yeah, I've got I got a nice new forty ten, uh, got it all buttoned up in there, put in my charging case. My charging case is now like finally finished, one hundred percent. Got to use it. Everything works. I'm I'm happy. It's it's a wonderful feeling. I actually sat down. I'm starting to get kind of caught up. Well, it was a little bit in between, like, nausea spells. I would come downstairs and dink for, like, 15, 20 minutes, and I got, um, I finally got a whole charge adapter built 
for the uh, Scorpion backup guards. Oh, I'd nice. Been, I'd been putting that off and just using this little kind of ghetto two-pin thing mm-hmm. that I quickly made to to charge it. But this time I actually made the correct adapter and everything so I can charge and balance it. There you go. Yep. Yeah. And I learned <laughs> that I should have done that about two months ago because one was perfect, but the other one not so perfect. So we'll see how well it bounces back from like 2.8 volts on a couple cells. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Take it nice and slow. <laughs> yeah, but no, they seem to be okay. And um, yeah, that's that's kind of the cool part about you know about the eye chargers. Uh, I went through. Um, and programmed a total, and it does take a while. Don't get me wrong. It definitely takes a while to do this the first time, but I have 15 presets in that thing. Dude, and for it, what? I mean, you only charge like four different batteries, don't you? Nah, but it's... Different moods. It's, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, how am I feeling? Like angry? Like, you know, need to get back-to-back flights or just kind of relax? And- 40 amps. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, you've got, like, you know, I can charge all my 700-class helis. I have, like, a fast and a slow uh, in parallel. Right. So, you know, one's 40 amps, one's 20 amps. And then I do have a setting to charge either fast or, like, a break-in cycle on an individual 6S, like, 5,000 pack. Because if I'm really, really in a hurry, then I can charge, you know, uh, 5C on either pack. One on each port, doing it that way. So I've got break-in ones. Then I've got the whole same rundown for the warp. Um, I've got that in there. Got one for my LIFE pack in the 14SG, starter battery, backup guard. I mean, it's amazing once you start putting those in there. How much memory does it have? Like, how many presets can you do? It's more than I will ever own. I do not know (laughs) the number, but it's a lot. You know, I've been meaning to ask you, have you tried the sync charge yet where you do like the dual ports at 70 amps? No, I haven't because I don't. You haven't put 70 amps to anything? I I don't know what I would charge. You could chain a bunch of your 6S's together. I was just curious. I probably could. I don't have. Deep cycle for your trailer. Yeah, or eight deep cycles. Eight of them. I don't know, no, because all of my uh, my parallel stuff is not boards. I don't have any parallel boards. They're just Y adapters. Ah, uh, okay. So I don't have the capability of plugging in more than more than two packs. But it seems to be working. I have charged it at uh, forty amps on either channel. So thumbs up. You can always Sweet. buy a Prius or a C Max and see about. Uh... Charging, charging that yeah. thing. Use, using there that, you go. Using it that well, I was just going to say, if you had an old set, just to see if they'd take it. Old yeah. worn out set. <laughs> Let's see, what else? Um, oh, so I, I've kind of been dinking around on real flight a little bit more. I uh, got my upgrade on 7. Um, I will get Ooh. some of the models that I've tuned up on our website. Uh, let's start feeling a little bit better. I've got, you know what I noticed though? I was kind of bummed. The E700 that's in there, that that was kind of the one that I was like, ooh, yeah, I'd really like to fly that. I think it'd be cool. Uh, not so much. <laughs> it it It's really funky. 
like out of the box. Well, I shouldn't say like really funky, but they've got something is really screwed up on the cyclic. And I've been able to get like the Agile 7.2 that I've got, the Logo 700. I even went back and retuned um, retuned the Grunny Mod Goblin. You know, as we had talked about it last week, once you get out and actually fly consistently for a day, then you come home and immediately sim, you, you find out what's off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and it's not very often that we get to, you know, usually when you fly, then you don't come home and sim that night, right? It's, it's when you don't get to fly that then all of a sudden you start flying the sim. Well, so I've been trying to tune them a little bit more realistically, so I will get that one updated as well because it was a fair amount off on the Goblin. But the Raptor, I cannot get the cyclic right. This thing, it, it's just got, like, horrible cyclic response, uh, almost like too much es- uh, expo or not enough um, not enough paddle simulation or something. I don't know, mm. but it's not right at all because I had a couple people asking me, oh, hey, you know, have you tuned that one yet? And and I'll I'll give it a little bit more effort, but it wasn't intuitive like some of the other ones have been. What's your favorite one so far? Um, I it, it's a toss up. I've got the logo seven hundred and the agile flying almost identical. Um, I usually fly the agile just because I like the sound a little bit better. Hmm. Um, but past that, doesn't really matter. How are you liking Real Flight Seven? I don't notice any difference. That's what I needed to hear. Yeah, honestly, I don't, it didn't, I don't know. I had to go back and retune a couple things that were a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I do like, it does not allow you to do the crazy, like, half crash and fly out of it off the ground, Mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of annoying, you know, because it's just not very realistic. The crashing is a little bit more realistic. I'm not going to say that it's 100% realistic yet, but it's, it's a lot better. Um, hmm. I haven't done anything online yet, though. I'm hoping to do that this weekend. But other than that, I, I really don't. I don't know. I go fly on the same field that I did before, so I don't really notice. You know, I don't really notice anything. I feel like I just got it because it's my guess that that's their last update. You know, for quite a while. Yeah, and that everybody will probably end up getting it, and so I'll just might as well. Or be an early adopter. Well, because the the servers online are different. Yes, they are. So it's like yeah, if six to fly with other people can't fly together. Yeah. Yep. And that's what I kind of. That's why I want to try it, and it it might be kind of a false. It makes me curious if the servers are going to be better. That's why they did that. Like maybe it's some sort of a server upgrade, or they did a lot of upgrades within the program for multiplayer. Um. But it could be kind of false assurance because if not very many people have it, then this, you're not going to have servers that are very yeah, busy, be so low. it might work it's better. It's going to work great. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I don't know. But if I notice a difference, um, then it was definitely worth it because I have noticed before some lag um, doing the multiplayer. But let's see. Uh, what else? Oh, so I did something that I wanted to do for a while. I didn't want to do it in the review because I didn't want to get too crazy. You know, I've gotten a lot of questions for some odd reason this week. Maybe it's just because people are getting ready to buy a bunch of stuff. But I've been getting a lot of questions like, so, dude, like, how much are you, you know, really liking the, the 700X? Are you just flying it because 
they gave it to you guys to do a review on or what. I, I, I'm still really enjoying it. I haven't had, I haven't had any problems with it. Took a little bit to get the t- the tail all the way dialed in, and now that I, you know, have the ball to, uh, ball to center distance on the tail servo right, um, and that all figured out, it, it's been perfectly fine. The only thing that um, I didn't care for. Uh, that did kind of bother me was that I could not put my kind of tried and trusty 5300 Gen's Ace packs in there. So I got home from flying uh, midweek and said, screw it, I'm going to do it. So I ended up raising up the gyro tray, the front gyro tray, actually kind of turning it vertical and raising it up a little bit and then popping four new holes and raising the speed controller tray up. And moving the mounts to the front tray holes on the bottom, and they fit perfect. Actually, that fits better than it did before with the other packs I had in there, which is nice, nice. really, really nice. Because now I'm back up to 5300s. Uh, those short, taller packs actually sit farther back in the heli, which is sweet because you get the CGs a lot closer to the main shaft, you know, of the actual packs. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to tell today flying it. Um, but I did notice that I think I'm going to have to go back and retune it, which is a good indication that it's a, it's a positive thing. If for no other reason that I get more, uh, more milliamps in the batteries, more flight time. Oh, yeah. yeah. More flight time. Absolutely. Past that. Um, I think that's it. So, Dan, how you liking that electric power? You know, Nick, I am enjoying the electric power. And I got to tell you, even a guy that's an advanced sport flyer like myself, I can tell you that the difference is very noticeable. And the only thing I can say is Genzace batteries, they are leaving the other guys green with envy. hasn't been a super it's definitely it definitely hasn't been justin's week but but i did get some flying in um nick and i got out last saturday so we got in yeah yeah, we got the the weather wasn't it was definitely cold windy you know typical weather but kind of stuck it out got out there about midday and i think i got in eight to ten flights or something like that so all in all, it was a good day at the field to get back out there since I hadn't flown for like a week before that. So that was nice just to, you know, get some more stick time in and get some flights on the helis. Now, one, there was one negative thing that did come out of last Saturday. And that is that one of my sets of Genzace batteries, I think, is finally starting to go. Uh-oh. Yep, it was one of those where going up for an you know, fly for like a four and a half minute flight. It's the 3300 packs that are in the six uh, HV ultimate. And it's one of those, you know, at the end of the flight, I go to pop it up for an auto and it, it just doesn't really want to pull all that hard. <laughs> you go to give it full pitch and, you know, you just kind of hear it drop a little bit. And so they are definitely getting tired. But on the other hand, I think I've had those packs since last January. If, if I remember correctly, and the, another thing was, is those are actually packs that I flew in my 7HV for a long time, a lot of cycles. So they were really getting pushed, you know, 3,300 milliamp packs in a 700 class heli. <laughs> so they, 
They Damn, were really getting dude. flying those, you know, around it at that time, 2100 or 2050. They were getting a lot of amps or a lot, you know, a lot of amps pulled out of them for a 3300 milliamp pack. So all in all, still, you know, still got to stand behind those because hundreds of cycles, some of them on a 700. So they did, you know, last a long time, but I think they're about ready to get replaced. So I'm sure here in the next couple of weeks, I will definitely be picking up probably a couple sets of 3300s to keep that 6HV going strong through the winter and hopefully you know they'll make it into next summer so that will be good um throughout this week um kind of like other people have mentioned did the whole you know family I'm home for Thanksgiving so that automatically means you know my all my nights suddenly become very busy I need to see everyone while I'm home for a week which makes the week very very busy so, you know, multiple Thanksgiving dinners between yesterday and today. and Nice vacation. Huh? Yeah, awesome <laughs> vacation. You know, worked 30 hours, you know. So it, it was it was a good week. Very, very busy, though, and packed. And as always, when I come home, you know, it's come home, you're semi-expected to spend time with family. So, and I say that like a bad thing, and it's not, but that unfortunately takes away from heli time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I did. it does. So, I mean, I, I had the chance. I did bring the uh, real flight controller home. So, I did get on the sim a couple nights. Um, it wasn't a no fly for the sim either. But it was kind of one of those nights where, and I think Justin mentioned this a while back too, where it's like, you know, you, you go to sit down on the sim. And I had the full intention of, I even went through the, uh, the Knife Edge pages and downloaded like all these models that I thought were going to be super cool. Like Nick was mentioning, you know, the Agile, the logo. And I'm like, I'm going to. And I want something new to fly. I've been still been flying the Grounding Mod Goblin on real flight. It's tuned to how I like it. I still go out and fly my real helis, come back and say, yeah, this this flies good. So, no, you know, no, no no real need to go back and tune that one. But just for visuals, kind of was wanting to fly something different. And just got to sitting down on the sim and was kind of like, forget this. I just want to fly. <laughs> yep. I really have no interest in tuning another model. At least not then. I'm... I'm I, that's still, you know, a plan in the next week or so. Maybe I'll uh, get Nick to send me over a head start. I don't have to start from scratch, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, ended up simming for a couple nights and, uh, yeah, just working on some maneuvers and whatnot. Nothing really, haven't really been able to cross anything off the list in a while. So definitely need to start uh, hitting the sim again so I can keep that progression going through the winter because. I hate it when you go into winter and, you know, you take 10 steps forward during the summer and then four steps back during the winter. So I want to try to avoid that at all costs. And unfortunately, that means a lot of simming. So, And then, let's see, lastly, I finally, and I know you guys have had these for a while, so nothing new to you guys, but finally got some of those nice and light 900 watt power supplies. Oh yeah. To go in. Yeah. I think, you know, for for the current time being, I'm just going to uh pull the heavier Dell power supplies that I have in there right now out of my current case, which is much larger than the cases that, you know, Nick has or that Dan's building. And, you know, it's it's the larger Pelican case. So for the time being, this'll still lighten my case up like three and a half to four pounds. So it, it's still definitely gonna be noticeable and I'm increasing it by 400 watts of power so now i'll be able to do a 30 amps a piece on each of my eye chargers which i'm you know super stoked about that'll just be great and it'll just help out that much more when i'm at the field trying to get those back-to-back flights in so now 
not having to turn one charger down to 20 amps, just being able to leave both of them 30 amps all the time and still have a little bit left over for the uh, warp packs on the iCharger 206 that I keep on the deck. So I'm really looking forward to that. I just got to get them, you know, luck luckily someone put together this awesome tech tip on our website. And so I got to go through that and get them all set up and ready to use and drop in the charger charging case. Sweet, dude. Yeah, that maxes out your generator. Yeah, there's that really will... like I'm in the same situation as you, Honda 2000 with yep. two of those 900 waters. There's nothing else that you need. Yeah, and realistically, 30 amps on um, 30 amps on the iCharger at 6s is about 800 watts, and that's with no efficiency. So you you know factor those in a little bit. 30 amps a piece going on both chargers is pretty much what that generator is rated for. Continuous. Yep. That's it. Yeah, that's so that's working it. It's, I mean, well, and it's a good feeling to know now it's, you know, there, there really is no need for larger power supplies because that's, well, I guess, yeah, I guess in, in a house you could still get, get a couple more. Uh, you could do a larger in like a house in a, you know, a garage circuit or something. Yeah, sure, that. sure. Um, Even but as then. far as what's practical but at the field. There's so. not much more you can get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the next upgrade, if any, would be looking at chargers, so. Huh. And uh sweet. No uh no Black Friday shopping to report. Nothing, dude. Nothing. Oh. Not a huh. By by the time by the time I got to Ready Heli, which which wasn't too too late. I think it was like 9:30. There At was night? nothing. Yeah, last last night. So, yeah. you know, Ready Heli looking at their site, 9:35. By the time I got on there and started looking through, like you said, the hundred percent off stuff. Oh yeah, by there then wasn't, it was there wasn't even anything I wanted to pay for shipping to get to my house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, their their free, sale went on at but I don't nine o'clock to to ship our <laughs> time, and within minutes, within minutes, that stuff was gone. Yeah. So. <sighs> yeah. So I guess Nothing that leaves here. me, huh? That leaves Dan. Yeah, mine's, does. mine's short and sweet. No fly Dan. <laughs> so. But. Got to be careful here. So the radio is not here. Dang it. The new Man. radio? The new radio. Dude? Really hoping for that. Now, <sighs> there will be more to be said about this, but I'm going to wait. I will say that part of the issue is apparently I clicked e-check when i went to pay unbeknownst to me right Ugh. oh mm-hmm. man so i've done that yeah it's so frustrating i think i did that to you one time nick didn't i i sent you some money for something yeah, like Dude, i think so why'd you send me <laughs> yeah. e-check you bastard yeah uh no uh so yeah you know i guess i should have been th- there's actually more to it and it kind of plays into this whole black friday th- man am i i'm not pre- i just wasn't prepared like i thought i was a couple things have changed recently. My phone number has changed. Okay. I have an account, a separate account that is just for PayPal. So I don't ever have to worry about something happening or somebody getting a hold of my PayPal and they have access to my main checking account. It's a separate account that is associated with PayPal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I generally load whatever I want into that account if I'm going to be using PayPal, which I did. And that has. 
it had associated with that a card that I don't I don't use anymore. You know, you have to uh, you associate your PayPal account with like some kind of bank card. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. To do the instant payments. I didn't get shit for Black Friday. I what, get... <laughs> dude? What? <laughs> Here's the deal. And I got I was just getting frustrated, and I said, "Screw this shit." So, all right, I'm talking to Justin about this uh, alias, and I'm like, "I'm gonna get this helicopter. I'm gonna get it." And so Justin and I are on the phone, and I hang up, and I said, I'm going to do it. And so I go to do the checkout, and it says, you can't, you, you can't, our e-check is not accepted for payment on this helicopter. And I went to look, and the card associated is is uh, passed, it's like expired. It's expired, it's expired yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so not a, not a problem. I'll get online. I'll go to my bank account. And I will just transfer money into that checking account, right? So there'll be money in that account, and they can yeah. just take it straight from that account. Well, my phone from number changed. Account, yeah. My I changed my phone number. I didn't let my oh, bank know that I changed. Dude, my- <laughs> even Crookedhead's pissed. Yeah. Even Crookedhead's pissed. You hear her protesting in the background. Yes, yeah, she's in the she's, she's in the back. Like, yeah, she was like, you never bullshit. told me you didn't get any hellies. I'm just finding out about this. <laughs> And so I, I was, and I went, and, and so I go to my bank and I go to do the login and they're like, oh, we need, we need to call to verify and give you this four digit code. So they want to text me a four digit code to verify that it's me on my phone. Well, guess what? I don't have that phone number anymore. And so I'm like, well, Aww. shit, how am I going to do this? All right. Okay. So I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, well. I'll, uh, I'll go and I'll I'll change because you can answer a security question. Well, it was too late. I'd already picked the phone option. And then it says, if you need further assistance, please call us. And it's like Thursday night at fucking 11 o'clock. The bank isn't going to be open. <laughs> and so I'm trying to figure out how I can make this happen. And <laughs> it got to the point where I was like, you know what? Maybe this is a sign. Maybe this, and I just said, I guess I'm not buying a helicopter, and today I kind of regret it, but nonetheless. I mean, it was a great deal. 510 well, bucks. It's still oh. up. Is it still up? Yeah. It's available not until- for that price, though. Yes, it is. 15% off as long as it stays up, as long as they don't run out. I've got it in I'm my- I'm looking at it. Dude, what? Ready Heli, alias it. Rush 750. In stock, your price six hundred o two. You have to add it to the cart. Add too. it to the cart five ten o two. Ready to check oh. out. Okay, well, do oh. it, Dan. Until <laughs> twelve pause. three, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and go pause. go go. <laughs> we'll be back after this <laughs> we'll message back. from our sponsors. <laughs> and cut. I should, I should have talked to you earlier today. Damn it. Anyway, so no. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I don't really look. I, the, I got. I kind of wanted the helicopter because I feel like I need a helicopter because I'm not really doing. And, but here's the deal: I'd get it and it would just sit, and I, there's not a damn thing I can do with it. That was part of the determining factor. Uh, uh, you know, I just i I was really kind of excited for the whole Black Friday thing, and I got to trying to get navigate through the web pages, and and it was like. This is really hard to do with one hand. 
You know what I mean? I was not having a good time with it. So <laughs> I just was like, you know, screw it. I'll just have a drink and call it a night. Uh, so I didn't really get anything. I'm a little disappointed about it, but that's the way it goes. I actually think that uh, the whole radio thing has kind of got me pissed off. I'm not going to lie. We'll go into that probably some next <laughs> next week. I want to make sure I get it. Before I, <laughs> right, right, smart man. <laughs> Before I, uh, and it's nothing. It's you know partially my fault. I'm not going to deny that there. I you know there, but there there's some circumstances at which I feel like, you know, if I didn't talk about him, I'd be kind of hiding, you know, part of the truth of what happened with this interaction, and I'm not real pleased about it. But we'll go into that next week. Hopefully, I'll have it by then. So no I have some good news for you. Oh? Yeah. <laughs> At Ready Heli, under the 100% off section, they have a JR Vibe 50 zero-degree tool for centering the, like, leveling the swash. And I think you're the <laughs> only one that owns one. <laughs> so you could go get that for free. Dude, that actually reminds <laughs> me of something. Not to make fun of our poke fun of our friends over at Miniature Aircraft, but... I saw something on Facebook, and I can't believe I hadn't thought about this. I saw it a couple weeks ago, and they were promoting the 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 Big Sky CNC shop, how they can make custom parts. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but they were like, "Hey, we can we can make custom parts," and yada yada yada. And what did they have sitting there as a dis- an example of the parts they can make? But a JR Vibe fifty frame. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, I'm like that's. I mean, didn't that Did I miss that? Was that the video that they they posted? I don't know if it was a video. I just remember seeing the picture of like a JR Vibe 50, and I'm thinking that's a little outdated, isn't it? Does anybody? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I still have one, but um, I don't think it's. Well, you know, the last time it flew was when I tried to crash it out there at Othello last last year, when the tail blew up on me in mid in middle in midair. That old th- huh? I don't remember. Really? That. Yeah. Well, Why don't I remember that? No, it was when I was there alone. I, it's what I got. Remember, I got, I got there oh. a few days. Oh, yeah. And yes. I sent you guys okay, the picture. I, remember? Yep. Like, look yep. at what. And it didn't really blow up. What happened is, the grub screw came loose and the the whole tail hub came out. Right. So it's just started pirouetting at about sixty feet in the air. <laughs> awesome. I was able to auto whoa, it down. Whoa! 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 <laughs> I hate that. That'll hold, that'll hold. <laughs> I ordered it. I got it. I was shocked. I was like, oh, this is going to end poorly. But I got it down to one piece. You know, I'm kind of in a limbo state with the hobby right now. And it's a little uneasy uh, because it's just a fact. It's just a fact. It's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's a reality. It's like, here we go. I'm waiting for this radio with high hopes that it's going to, it's going to allow me to, to at least start to sim again. But I kind of, I kind of feel disassociated with a lot of the happenings. I don't know. I, I can think see that, dude. Yeah, that's fair. perfectly understandable. Yeah. Hell yeah! It's it's a it's not a good feeling because I don't I hate the fact that I can't come to the show and go. You know, uh, so Dan, what'd you do? Well, I could have flown, but you know the weather was shitty. The weather's always shitty in the winter in Montana. There's nothing we can do about that. We we fly or we don't. And to be yeah. honest with you, the yeah. uh, the weather has been actually very nice. Considering the time of year, for about the past week, but hmm. no flying, no flying. 
Yeah, but man, you just got to keep thinking that at least, at least it's now. Yeah, not in the middle of summer. Yeah, that would yeah, be really. Exactly. Suck, that is a good so, point. That would be like take the old silver chariot and just drive yourself out in front of a bus. <laughs> <laughs> Go out, dude! Don't give him any ideas. <laughs> Go out to the I railroad tracks. It was summer. It's okay. It's, it's not, not even summer. worth living anymore. <laughs> Go out to the railroad tracks and wait a week for the train. <laughs> Wait a week if the train doesn't oh kill God. you. <laughs> no, you know what? Starve to death. <laughs> you know what would happen if, if, with my luck? I'd go to do that, and I'd get about three quarters of the way down the driveway and get stuck in the snow, and just, <laughs> and then I'd probably freeze to death in the driveway. <laughs> I do go out into the trailer occasionally and and uh, stare at helicopters so I can remember what they look like. I can't really do anything with them. Your time will come, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Soon, hopefully. Patience. The uh, the good news is is I should be able to start. We've got some appointments coming up. I should find out Monday when uh, we can start uh, proceeding with the therapies and or surgery. So we'll go from there. Awesome, dude. Nice. So no Black Friday. Disappointing. Was not prepared. The 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 PayPal incident of 2013, and I lost a chance at it. Well, I didn't. I guess if I really wanted to do it's it, still I, I, there. There's it's a, there's <laughs> there's another thing that, done. that's a little deceiving to me. And I just Justin, I talked to you about this yesterday. Why is it that they say the alias is in the 25 percent discount? It is. So why is it when I click on it, does it change it to 15 percent? I don't know. That is a little backhanded to me. Yeah, because when I originally saw it, I was like, dude, Dan, you can get it for 450 bucks," And he was like all over it. Yeah. I think he was, it, he was ready to go. I th- and dude, then I called him I up and he's like, yesterday. dude, it's 510 I don't want to pay 510 for it. I only wanted to pay 450 <laughs> I'm like, all right, dude. I mean, I'm fine with that if 60 bucks really makes a difference. It's the principle, dude. It's the principle. Like, all right. It, it kind of is, isn't it? I, I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. I'm just telling well, you. But I, I swear that I saw it at 450 No, what? yeah, what they do is it says, so they're, the prices are discounted that you see when you're browsing in the 25% off section. Those are already discounted 10%. And then when you add it to your cart, another 15 comes off. Because uh, if you read the read the description. Sneaky. It is kind of sneaky. It's a little backhanded to me. Well, it's still 25% off. I know that, but dude, it it doesn't seem that hard to me. It's like, just if you're going to say something's 25% off, just have a a price and then subtract 25% from that and say, there you go, there's your 25%. Because I I read it as 25% off 600, as did you, Justin. Yes, I did initially as well. And you're a goddamn rocket scientist. Yeah, but I just I I just fucking blew up my You're talking engine, about the dude. Same guy who can't count needle he turns. Has so issues. <laughs> well, we all know Nick. Rocket science they, they they design. They don't build. They don't turn. They don't turn screws. No, no, don't start propagating that bullshit. It's just like I told Nick earlier. I use up all my brain power on the rockets, and when I get back home, there's not much left to go around. Trust me. <laughs> oh. We're just just let Dan rag on you a little bit. 
It'll make uh, him feel better. Makes me, it makes me feel, makes me feel better. <laughs> makes me forget about my wrist. I got I go to admit this Black Friday was probably the best Black Friday I've seen in a couple of years. I, I kind of miss. I, I kind of miss. I one thing I don't particularly like is well, I don't know if it's not that I don't like it, but I kind of miss the amazing find a deal as opposed to blanket fifteen percent off, blanket twelve percent off. You know, I, I just it seems to me I remember. They would do like these, like if you were paying attention to their website, all of a sudden something would happen. They would just immediately drop something like crazy, you know, at random time. Yeah, that's yeah. what was cool. They, they still really do, they I do remember that. that. Heli Direct did that. Yeah, but it's because I had the Goblin Seven Seventy in my in my shopping cart, and it was what was it? Oh, it was it was nine hundred and sixty bucks or something like that. And then I went and looked at another, or, oh, I was going to, to Ready Heli and picking up the free engine parts in the 100% off bucket. And when I came back, it was down at 775 And you were like, shit. Yeah, that was it, man. I didn't even, I mean, <laughs> what transpired from then on out, I can't remember. It just, it, and then I got an email that said your 770 is shipping. Oh, I got, I got to bring one other thing up. Uh, last week, Justin kind of implied that uh, he was he was laying down the law at his house, right? Right, like he told his wife, something happens with the youngster, you're dealing with it. Because by God, I'm going to be at the computer. <laughs> oh, are you really bringing this up? <laughs> I will have everybody know. I Justin was in the chat room on the on the homepage, and he and I and a couple other listeners were chatting. And I said, Justin, give me a call. Because assuming, oh, you, you know, he laid down the law at home, right? He's at the computer, right? And he's like, oh, <laughs> sorry, man. Uh, Charlie had something going on. So, yeah, I had to tend to tend to that. <laughs> so. Oh, man. <laughs> Talk cheap, dude. Talk cheap. Oh, that hurts, Dan. <laughs> no I just thought that, was, I thought that was worth mentioning. <laughs> Well, we've been we've been we've been going on quite a bit here. I think maybe we should see what's happening in the news. Anything going on in the news this week? I think we can probably come up with. You know, Justin, I might be just a tad bit biased, but I couldn't help but notice that Helipros has the new miniature aircraft 700EX in stock. You're absolutely right, Nick. And it's good to know that not only is the heli made in the USA, but it's backed by the awesome support that we know and love from the guys at HeliPros.com. And remember, fly hard. HeliPros has the part. All righty, guys. This week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do we got, Nick? All right, so I uh, got an email from the guys over at Soko Heli Tools, and they have a new manual out. Uh, they they went through, they simplified some stuff. You know, that was uh, something that I had brought up in our review was that it, the manual was uh, ridiculously thorough, maybe a little bit over the top in some spots. So they've taken some time to kind of go back through that, uh, add a little bit uh, additional information and simplify some of the stuff that was in there. So if you've got a uh, Soko Heli tool or you are looking at getting one, uh, go check out that new manual. Uh, here's another really cool thing. Uh, Stefan Finster, uh, exceptional pilot, he has started putting up some real flight training maneuver videos. Now, they're, they're pretty short and sweet. 
Um, there's, there's no talking in it. It's just, you know, basically here's the maneuver. He brings the heli up into a hover, does the maneuver. And obviously with real flight, you can see the stick movements on the on-screen transmitter. Something that's super cool here is he flies both mode one and mode two. Pretty rare that you find someone that can do that. Dude, seriously? Does it? And Um, what's that? Is he flying at mode one and mode two or does it convert the stick movements? When if you change it over for the transmitter view, oh, which that is a I have no idea. I was just asking if anyone knew, I have, knew of that. I don't think it can do that. No, because it's just a direct relation of your. I mean, it's recording what it's seeing on the transmitter, mm-hmm. so I don't think that yeah. would even be possible. Yeah, so he's just starting to put these up. I think he's got like a YouTube channel going. He's you know openly made comments that hey, if you want to see maneuvers. Just, you know, get a hold of him on Facebook. I'm sure you can get a hold of him through YouTube on the videos and and ask, you know, hey, can you do a video for this maneuver? And he's doing it. I was watching him. Man, it's a trip to watch. I've actually enjoyed watching some of the Mode 1 stuff more than anything. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just, it boggles your mind how difficult uh, some of the maneuvers are. And then, you know, like you see, I actually saw a video of this a couple of weeks ago, a guy doing aileron TikToks, like with one hand. <laughs> oh. He had one hand up in the air, and the, he's doing it, and I'm like, huh? I don't get it. Wow. But, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at the Mode 1 stuff, too. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, huh. really cool. But that, I, I think it's cool. Anytime someone puts up some videos, you know, that a lot of times that's all it takes is for you to be able to see the stick movements. It's like, Oh, okay. Now I get it. Um, so let's see. Synergy has got, you know, we've been able to get the parts, uh, you know, at most average retailers. Well, now they've got their own online store up. So you can uh, head over there and order all your Synergy parts straight from them now. Uh, Helimasters 2014 has gone ahead and announced the dates, the official dates. Looks like we've got weekend of 4th, 5th, and 6th, July 2014. God, I would just, man, maybe one year. <laughs> I I would kill to get over there and watch that. I mean, that really is the best of the best. The one. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. I got to win that lotto ticket first. Oh, well, we'll see. Um, do, you, do, you buy, do you buy lotto tickets? Yeah, that's the first no. step to winning. That's, yeah, yeah that's, I know. That's always the problem. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, I guess not. Whatever, shut up. Just saying, dude. It's going to improve your chances drastically. <laughs> drastically, by a hundred percent. By a hundred percent. Torque has released some new servos. We've got the CL fifty one eighty high voltage digital mini servos. Um, these bad boys are coming in at, let's see, at 8.2 volts, 0.06 on the speed. And torque, we're looking at 8.8 uh, kilogram centimeters. Oh, That's wow. pretty impressive. I mean, for just little guys. Yeah, dude, that's like 100 yeah. or so ounce inches. Yeah, uh, that's a lot. This yeah, whole, that's good. This whole servo thing is just getting... I mean, it's just getting ridiculous. Now, wait a minute. I got a question here. Is Torque okay. its own company? I thought they were. Are they not associated with Outrage? 
What am I missing? I, you know, I I'm not don't sure. know that for sure. And truthfully, I thought, and I could be wrong, I'll probably get some hate mail. I was under the impression that Dark Servos were rebranded MKS. Oh, I I honestly don't know. That that was the impression. I have I got, no clue. I could I <laughs> Crooked Head. Crooked Head. Do you have something to say about yeah. the torque servos? <laughs> I don't know why she's yeah. doing that. She's just standing on the other side of the room with that really deep guttural meow. I'm not even gonna say anything. <laughs> I'm not even going to say anything. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to jinx something. <laughs> um, all right, so RC Aerodyne has uh, another scale model out. This is pretty sweet. I was looking at this one. Um, they have an AH-1 Cobra 470 size super scale. I, I mean, they're, I have to admit, their scale kits are, uh, they are really, really impressive. Where it's at. Yeah, I mean the there's just so they're just not a scale fuse. I mean they're really not these things. I, I mean the mechanics are tucked way up inside where you can't see anything. It's all their own components. Um, you know we got to see a lot of these at our fun fly in person, and, and I actually remember walking up to that one, going, "Dude, this thing looks freaking awesome! I just think it's so cool." So so what you know when. When are you guys going to get this one finished and put all the guts in it? And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, well, you know, the airframe, like, inside of it. And it was already in there. <laughs> you just can't those. tell. Yeah, it was all tucked up in the top where you couldn't see it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, there's a helicopter up inside there. So uh, it's cool. If you're, <laughs> well, it was just nuts, dude. Out. It's pretty impressive, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I did not know that they... You know, that there was that aspect of scale. I thought that it was all just, you know, take Joe Schmo airframe and this is made to work with that. But these are their true, their own deal. So, um, yeah, definitely. If you're into scale stuff, check those out because they are friggin' sweet looking. Uh, news of the week. Are you ready for the news of the week? Lay it on Go me. Go for uh, it. All right. So I actually kind of stumbled upon this. This is not a, a true news item. But uh, I was bored doing a little bit of forum browsing, and I happened to stumble upon something that I'm not going to say it's shocking, um, but I felt that everyone should know uh, just in case. It looks as though, while no, no official announcements have been made that I have seen, but I got to tell you, it looks as though Epic is going down. Dun, dun, dun. A, that is not mm. Epic, dude. That is Epic. Yeah. It's that, very no, un-Epic. I would, epic fail. <laughs> I would be epically surprised if it were any other way. Uh, yeah, I saw a pretty, pretty blunt and to-the-point message there by Mr. James on Freak that they were going to shut down the... The Epic Forum because of undelivered kits and and people paid and they don't have kits and this isn't mm. really particularly even like it's not actually gossip because it's all written down right there and he, I guess even Mike has said that they 
fell upon some hard times and and he's trying to dig himself out of sounds like a hole that he made and oh man what a mess you know i don't really i I was torn on bringing this up because it's like i really don't get care you know at all myself Uh, it's not surprising but i also felt like you know if there were listeners of ours that are flying those helicopters and we're unaware of this then you know it it's not gossip this is news it's right there it's something yeah. that's really happening so yep. you know which is just i gotta tell you it it really sucks because from what i've seen and i haven't seen one of those the md7 and i'm not even gonna call it an epic because it's not an epic it's an md7 it was designed by someone completely different I actually liked that helicopter. From what I saw, it looked pretty cool. Like, I, I actually feel like it. It there's a. It would not surprise me if some of the people said, "Dude, it's actually a really awesome helicopter," which is very unfortunate yep. to me because I hate to see some, you know, someone, uh, you know, overseas put put that much effort. Someone, someone put a lot put of time in. in. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they put real time in and real money you know real and real money very real money just to have you know some other dude one dude screw it all up now here's a question though because they put that money into it is that kit available for distributorship through another company not epic you You know know, someone else could pick it up and say hey look this kit is really great. It's an awesome yeah. heli. We just had a problem with the distributorship in the U.S., so we're going to try it again with someone else. Well, that worked uh, for Compass I back in the early so. days. Oh, really? Dude, Compass had five distributors in five years. Mm-hmm. They had some oh, serious wow. issues with their distributors. And it's, wow. you know, they've stood, they stood the test of time. I kid and I kid about Compass. Well, you know... Jesse can attest to it, and they're fine helicopters. Nothing wrong with Compass, but they had some serious dis- distribution issues in the beginning. Interesting. Well, who hmm. knows? Well, I I really hope that that the helicopter can you know can bounce back. And if it is a if it if it truly is a good helicopter, I hope that someone picks up on it, and I hope that they handle it properly. Because I mean. I don't think that there was a ton of them sold, but I'm sure there are some people out there that would still like to be able to get parts for it. Yeah. And, you know, I I would absolutely, I would be more than open to, under a different name, be willing to give it a shot. But there's some things that I just don't stand for and he, won't tolerate. He's one of them. <laughs> how, many, how, many, how many chances is a hobby going to give one dude? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I Jesus it, Christ! I, I don't, I don't like to get personal, you know. Uh, but it, it's, it's been a lot of people burned, burned in this hobby by that individual, and I, I, I would agree. This is, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, maybe, maybe someone listening will be yeah. like, "Dude, I actually really like it." Well, I'll take I- over the distributorship. Yeah, I, I'll, ahead, I also Jesse. just hope that the because, uh, like you were saying, a lot of people spent money on this kit that are waiting for it 
Like so months. I really hope oh, yeah. that, for, that for their sake, that this can all, cause I, I mean, I'm not going to yeah. dig it up, but I've been through something similar, not to, not a kit, but something similar to this extent where you pay for something and it never comes and you never get your money back. And you know, so that, that, that just sucks. sucks all around. Oh yeah. That's yeah. A and so the lies. That's the worst part. The lies. The, oh, well I, yeah, go read through that thread. And, and then dude, you know? and then go to his Facebook page. Oh, that's the and, and, and then look at the pictures. <laughs> oh, I wasn't gonna go there. And look at but. the pictures of the new vehicles and the and the going out to fancy restaurants. And th- this guy is just a slime ball. You know what I mean? He's just a slime ball. And I've got some personal interactions with that guy that that have to go go right along with with this helicopter that are just backhanded and and twisted and just full of lies, full of lies. He's just incredible. It's incredible that this far, this long, has this guy been able to move from one part of the hobby to the next and just continually leave a wake, but yet still gets another chance somehow. I don't get it. Yeah, we've we've poked fun of him quite a bit, but I'm, I'm kind of done po- poking fun because it's just not even funny anymore. Yeah. He's a douchebag. Through <laughs> that is where the template <laughs> is <laughs> word. Yeah, that's where the template was formed from. Yeah, you look up douchebag in the in, in the encyclopedia, and there's a picture of this douchebag. There's there's, there's no the words mold. or nothing. There's Dan's no, not spelling anything. Here. There was another line crossed. <laughs> we are just the hurdling mold. these. When the mold was made. And it's not a small mold when that mold was made. <laughs> oh. I, w- I wish they would have done one thing, though. I wish I wish they would have, when they created that mold, they would have made it less of a mouth breather. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I just, I just got personal. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Mouth-breathing, knuckle-dragging Neanderthal. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. That's me getting personal. That's what that is. All righty, so <laughs> on to the, uh, yeah, that's my news. News of the week. I actually have news this week. <laughs> do you? I do. Okay. So I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. This is very this nervous. Is completely unrelated. There's an event happening put on by Canon. Canon, the, you know, click, click, picture taking, camera, the big yeah, camera. The camera. Uh, they are putting on an aerial cin- cinematography kind of an expo. And they have some guest speakers showing up. And this is going to be happening in Hollywood at uh, on Sunset Boulevard. If you happen to be in that particular area, they've got a, a lineup of guys. Robert Rodriguez, Lucian Miller, Greg Alderman, Rich Hansen from the AMA, and Steve Bunting from RC Fly. They're going to be putting on Ooh, some... Uh, nice. They're going to be talking to a group of aspiring aerial photographers, talking about the issues, the important issues that have to do with uh, maintaining safety and still getting the shot you're looking for and that, that type of stuff. It's supposed to be a pretty good event from uh, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on December 14th. So if you happen to be in the area... Uh, contact information 
uh, Daryl Bell and Lucian Miller. If you want to contact them, got a phone number here, 818-588-6678. So check that out. I'm uh, looking forward to to hearing what is said at that one. That should be an interesting event for you aerial photographer dudes. Sweet. Sweet, dude. That's awesome. Anybody I've else have any news? i got some news. No. Although I'm a bit reluctant to give this news. <laughs> given the the news that we discussed earlier but here it is because i don't think nick wanted to give it <laughs> sab is coming out with the goblin speed i don't know <laughs> how i've just one. been given the i've been given the sab <laughs> news card apparently now yep you earned it you earned yeah, it yeah you know what's awesome you know what is funny that i actually and this is true when I when I delegated that news item, I was not aware that Justin had bought a seven seven. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, but you probably could have guessed. I just feel like I kind of knew that he would want he would do that news with love and with a smile on his face. Oh, really? Well, okay. So here we go then. Goblin Speed 700 is coming out. You can pre-order it at Heli Direct. It's $12.79 for the kit. Holy crap. That's really wow. expensive, actually. It's a 700-sized Heli. It comes with special speed main blades that are 720s and special speed tail blades that are 104s. This thing, you know, if if you zoom in and look at a lot of the features there's some really cool stuff like a fully encased aluminum uh tail box pretty neat okay probably super rigid it looks like it's using the new damped tail system that the competition series has the frame layout is pretty neat as well makes sense it's got the little squatty landing gear not the biggest fan of that <laughs> i like it more like a kickstand yeah, yeah, it really is, Jesse. You're absolutely right, dude. Like that the scooters have that you yeah, rock back yeah, up. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, when you yeah. look at the thing, it doesn't look like it even has front skids. It's just a little like it's just the I mean, okay. It looks it, like a Tyrannosaurus Rex laying down. Yeah, it does. Or it looks like one it's of those arms dogs the that need help yep. walking, and they get the little, like, wheelchair scooter things. Oh, in the oh dude. Oh, you <laughs> went there. You went Sorry. there. Sorry. I mean, hey, I'm just calling it as I see it. I, when you zoom out, I think that's kind of where I lose interest. I, I don't like the look of it. I, I mean, I did say that about the original Goblin when I first saw it, and I've warmed yep. up to it. Nevertheless. Now you got two that I, look I just, like that. This one, <laughs> it just doesn't float my boat. I, I'm, I, I guess I'd say I'm more of a fan of the, uh, you know, the, the TDR speeds or the SFR fuselages that you see on on the Diablos and the and the TDRs, those sorts of things. But it is what it is. I mean, I, you know, we were talking about this, Nick. You and I were a couple of days ago. I'm not quite sure why SAB thinks that this is going to sell. I don't, I mean, maybe I'm missing something, but how big of a market is there in speed helis? Maybe it's just that it's another cool and unique thing and people are going to buy them and 3D them anyway. 
and not actually well, speed mm-hmm. fly him. So, I mean, I, you know what I thought about? Here's something to think about. If you lived in the United States, okay, and you wanted to purchase a speed heli, can you purchase one in the United States? No, I think they're all European. That's a good question. So, that's they a good point. Basic, yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. And you know, like Synergy's coming out with their speed canopy, right? Uh huh. I think that's. I, I don't know. I mean, that could be a part of it. Just that if you know what's appealing, I agree that the TDR style, the you know the Diablos, those are all. I mean, the creme de la creme. They're they're the where it's at. But a you've got like a massive waiting list type thing, and b you know you're you're gonna order it. It's gonna take forever. This could definitely feed to the impulse behavior yeah. that no, is you're, this hobby. You're right. That's a very fair point. And hey, I mean, honestly, if that's what enables the hobby to take on speed flying as more of a mainstream thing, I think that's cool. Because when it comes down to it, I've been saying it for the last year, I'd love to get a speed heli. I don't know if I'd like it, and I'd probably fly it a couple of times and then say, okay, that was great, and go back to doing what I usually do, but I'm interested in the speed heli thing. I'm I, I, I just, I'm not interested in this particular speed heli, and maybe it's because mm-hmm. I'm spoiled by seeing all of the European versions and seeing what I think is, at least aesthetically, a hell of a lot sexier. I think it's I think a lot of people might not have gotten into it because of the you know how distant it is to get into. They don't they don't yeah. know where to start. I mean, where do you even go buy those other helis? No, you're right. You know how how much are they? And I mean, okay, yes, 1275 bucks is is you know pretty expensive for a 700 class heli, but what is it in comparison to an all carbon fuselage, you know, I mean TDR? Oh yeah, it's, I mean those the real speed guys that run those big helis. I think they've got several thousand dollars into them. Not so it's this, not a it's not a two thousand dollar or three thousand dollar heli. I bet you it's a hell of a lot more than that. Exactly. So that yeah. that is, I think, where I see this fitting is for the almost like the entry level. I guess you that's could say. fair. You know, like you want to not... win the local, you know, like you do the speed thing yes. at the local oh, fun flight. Yeah, it's like, dude. well, now I got the, you know, get this heli and kind of get your foot in the door. That No, that's a Absolutely. very good point. And, and I mean, let's take a win. step back here. From an engineering standpoint, SAB's got it. They've They've got a lot of really cool designs. They have a lot of cool upgrades and innovations that they've listened to their customers about over the last year and a half. And it's all represented in this helicopter. I'm just not, you know me, I'm always an aesthetics guy. And if it's not sexy, what's the point? I don't see it winning any hardcore, hardcore speed competitions because of the servo layout. They well, just don't. Do we know how it did at Urcha? Didn't a few not people fly good. it? Yeah, and it wasn't. It didn't go well, huh? Mm-mm. Well, I just don't. It's too wide up at the top. Yeah, aerodynamically, I mean, it's good. It's just not in that, you know, that yep. top, top, That top one level. swoop there where it has to go out for the servos. Yep. yep. But, I mean, dude, still, entry level, this is going to, uh, with the right setup, it's going to smoke a lot, of, a lot of other helis out there. Yeah. Speaking of smoke, just to, to sort of 
hold people off on this one because I know the mail is going to come. The first picture, if you click on the link in the show notes, you're going to see uh, a goblin speed sort of its underside and sort of a tail down inverted tail slide deal. That big cylindrical bit behind the uh, the little gimp um, the kick leg stand. things. Kickstands, kick right yeah. behind the kickstand. That's actually, I think that was part of one of their demo flights where they put a little smoke, like a smoke machine on it. So that does not come with the helicopter. It is not a rocket. It's not a gun. It just you know lets what it out is? some orange and green smoke. You know what that's called? What? Nitro in a can. <laughs> okay, there you go. So that that's my news. I will not be making a habit out of doing SAB news, by the way. Yes. Yes, yes you yes. will. That's what you, you don't think. know that yet. Yeah. You are no now the is more you, qualified I got a, to I got a Goblin 500, I'll say. Get out of here, Dan. <laughs> Come on, man. Do you do Align news? When it's, when it's, when it's available, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? He... he pre-ordered two t-rex 150s yeah. oh i know one. i know i yeah i think you are officially the the goblin representative no yeah no denial yeah. ain't just a river in unfortunately Egypt, man. i chose the 770 because out of all the other options i truly believed it to be the best one for what i wanted to do not because it was a <laughs> goblin <laughs> bags okay, yeah that's fine <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. the first step to realizing you have a problem is admitting you have a problem yeah It'll yeah yeah yep. dude i give it by spring he will end up buying your goblin 500 no uh-uh but it won't happen it's such a I unique heli with all kinds of cool in a, innovations and cool designs and no not no. Right. I don't want to sell it anyway, so screw you. Ken, if you're listening, just make Justin an offer on a Goblin 500. He'll bite. He will. He'll yeah, bite. this is your fault, Ken. Do <laughs> <laughs> you see what you did? And then every time you see him knock it down five bucks, eventually he'll take yeah. it. <laughs> Man. Uh, by spring, you'll have a 500 and a 600. No, I won't. Or what do they call them? The 660? No, what I they call them? No, 630. You said 630? Yeah. That it? That it for news? Jesse? No? That's it. That's it. All right, guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. So I'm out at the field after a minor little ground incident with my DFC, and I get that, God, that horrible gut wrenching feeling of a screw pulling the threads from that oh so soft aluminum on my one way hub. Well, luckily, KDE has a solution for this with an upgraded stainless steel hub for the T-Rex 700 series. I slapped that hub in, cranked the screws down, and was up flying again in no time. If you've experienced that crappy parts blues, head over to KDE and spoil yourself. It's time for a, it's time for a versus discussion. Showdown. Showdown oh, yeah. at the uh, Torque Tube Corral. 
So no, we got at the belt corral. <laughs> no, a torque tube corral, dude. Come no, on. No, at the torque no, tube corral. The belt. See, we already disagree. You don't see this discussion. I guy remember a long time ago this was everywhere. Which is better? Torque tube belt. Which is better? And I've always been a torque tube guy. Always. So of course, torque tubes are better. There's that's just that's all there is to it. Right? Right. No discussion. <laughs> discussion over. Let's move on. <laughs> Episode. No. That's all you're going to say is no. No. No, no, no. No. Yeah. Not so much, Dan. Absolutely not. I don't buy it. Tell me. Convince me, Justin. Convince me. <laughs> sell it. Sell it, baby. Sell it. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Before I sell anything, I'm not I'm not going to let on to what I like and what I don't we like. We all know yet. what you like. You fly goblins. That oh, <laughs> you know it. You know now that you you say that it's it's funny because I just realized that the freaking seven HV has a belt in it too. Yep. Yeah, dude. No, but I've got two other helis that have torque tubes in them. I'm two and two. Huh. I'm an equal opportunity tail driver. <sighs> so which one's better? Okay, so here's the deal. Let's let's do a little bit of technical. Not too much technical. We don't we don't need to bore everyone, but just skim the surface here. Okay, belt versus torque tube or drive shaft, whatever you want to call it. Same idea. Uh, you know, belt they they both have pros and cons. The belts, I think, for helicopters tend to be the simpler of the designs. They tend to be a little cheaper as well, uh, and they tend to be more um, robust to or uh, okay with misalignments or issues in the mechanics. I don't mean gross issues. I just mean small things, tolerances, so on and so forth. Okay? A lot of people complain about them because they think that they're low <laughs> efficiency. Because on the bench, you spin the head and the belt doesn't let you spin, right? Okay? That's that, that's not a representative case. At actual speed and under power, yeah, operating the RPM. belt actually can reach efficiencies in excess of a torque tube or a, or a shaft-driven system. Okay? Belts can get upwards of 96 to 98% efficiency in power transmission. Uh, torque tubes are more like a 90 to 95 type deal. The reason being that the torque tube for our particular application requires multiple stages because the shafts are not aligned, right? So we're making 90 degree turns. We're going from a main shaft that's up and down to a tail output shaft that's at a 90 degree angle to it, horizontal. Okay, and there are losses in those 90 degree miter or bevel gears. The the belt can do that with one span and it doesn't need to do multiple. It doesn't need to go through multiple stages. And so it does not lose uh, as much efficiency in that uh, along its length. Belts are really good because they damp load fluctuations. They absorb shock, which actually saves you on. Uh, bearing wear okay they are low maintenance compared to torque tube they don't usually require lubrication 
they're they're overall a lot easier to build and set up, but they require tensioning. They're not a set and forget all the time like a torque tube is. You know, you build a torque tube, you make sure everything's set up correctly, you get everything lubed up inside the actual boom, the bearings there, right? And you just go fly. No problem. It feels smooth on the bench, which leads you to believe that it's going to feel smooth in the air at flight RPM. It's going to auto better. And that's just not always the case. So that's, again, super top level. Those are sort of the technical details behind them. At the end of the day, I personally believe as an engineer, and some people may not agree with me, that if a belt or a torque tube system is designed properly, built properly, and assembled properly, you shouldn't really be able to tell the difference. I mean, the, the, the couple of percentage points in efficiency that we might see different between the belt and the torque tube in our application should not be uh, be able to be discerned. It, it, it just, at the end of the day, from an engineering standpoint, it should come down to what is your preference based on your take on the pros and the cons. I disagree with your comment on the maintenance. Okay, shoot. You had said that you've, that torque tubes are higher maintenance? No, I don't think I said it was higher maintenance. I think what I said was that the torque tubes are a more complex system. They weigh more. They're not as simple as a belt. I think that the belt's okay. higher maintenance because you got to tension it. You yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, that yeah. sort of a thing. And And, for example, one thing that I relearn every winter, and I did this week, is yep. that... Temperature has a significant effect on belt tension. You don't mess with that crap on a torque tube heli. I I went from being at the field at 8.30 or 9 in the morning where it was in the 20s up to midday with the sun out in the 40s. And that 20 degree swing caused me to have to tension my belt like two or three times to make sure that I got it where I liked it. So, you 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 know, that's... That's not trouble-free. You do have to pay attention to it. Now, certain designs, I think, are robust enough to the point where you don't have to do it all that often, but it's still something that you need to do that a torque tube does not need to do. How, how often are you dinking with yours, Jesse? Um, so in, in my experience, I have broke... Let's see, on the, on the Compass Helis, I've never had a belt... Like break as far as re, re, like replacing a belt or having a belt wear out, I've never had to replace a belt. Um, that it, because sent because it broke in flight. It's always, oh, you crashed something. I, I know you guys have seen it where the belt goes flying out of the heli because <laughs> <laughs> usually it stays engaged with the front gear and just shoots it right out the side. It's very clear when a belt breaks. Um, but as mm -hmm. far as just you know maintenance on the belt itself, I would say every. 50 to 75 flights i probably just you know take a can of silicone spray and stand back at the tail case and just hold it wide open and give the head one spin and you know let it make sure it goes around once just to kind of keep that belt so, so you know when it gets dry out or in the winter how it get, you know can get really dry it doesn't crack and anything like that um but 
you know, as as far as other maintenance, I I agree with Justin. It it can definitely become a pain. You're out there, you know, it's, it gets really cold out, and what do you hear on the first flight of the day? That sounds like a pop can bouncing down a hill. You know, you hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yep. that, that's exactly what it sounds like. It's it's not really, I guess, unless it's so loose, it's skipping. It's not really hurting anything. I definitely don't like hearing that. So, like Justin, I'll you know get out the wrench loosen up the boom clamp and the boom block and tighten up the belt a little bit and continue on my day but that i mean that is definitely i would say it i would con- i would consider that to be a higher maintenance system than a torque tube mostly for that reason yeah cuz i mean on a torque tube right really the only time it needs to get truly serviced or maintained or replaced is when you crash and it damages the boom. That's it. Yep. And a lot of times you can, you know, the torque tube's destroyed, but you can pop the bearings off it. And as long as the bearings aren't notchy, slide them onto a new torque tube and keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, and, and that's another thing is you, you mentioned the, the crashing. I've broken one belt on my uh, 7HV out of all, like, you know, all belts, all helis. Well, I, okay, I take that back. I have broken one on the N5C as well. So two flight or two yeah. belts. And that that one was, that's why I said I've never broken one in the air on a Compass Heli. I have broken one in the air on the N5C. And that was a horrific crash. <laughs> Be, because it was one of those where it's like, okay, I lost the tail, obviously. And I usually, you know, I'm, I was literally just 20 feet in the air hovering. And this was at a fun fly. And this is, you know, hit throttle hold, auto it down, no problem. But the belt shot out like it normally does, got all wrapped around in the head and just instantly locked the whole drivetrain up. Oh, dude, I think I was there for that. Wasn't that last year's Othello? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that bent a lot of stuff in the head. (laughs) Like washout arms were just twisted around the main shaft. So, yeah, it, it can definitely be bad when they when they break in flight. You know, what- but now that's a completely different. I mean, I guess that kind of ties into like good design versus mm-hmm. bad design. I'm not particularly saying that the N5C has a bad well, belt design. You had to run it but extremely tight. It, it's uh, it's not a great belt design, and the 7HV in comparison is a far superior belt design. Yeah, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's why you really can't compare. It's like comparing all torque tube helis together. You know, I've sat here and I went through the whole DSC, DFC tail vibe woes, you know, on, on this one when I got it. Tail vibe, tail vibe, tail vibe. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, hey, God, that sure would be nice if this thing had a belt at that moment, mm-hmm. you know. But then again, once I did get it all dialed in, I never touch it. At all, ever, yep. unless I crash. No, that's a good point, Nick. I mean, yeah. to to make sure that you get your heli set up correctly and you don't run into those vibes, you got to make sure that that torque tube isn't bent, isn't kinked. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with the splines where it doesn't fully engage in the tail case or the front transmission. There are all sorts of issues there. And then on top of that, because as we talked about you have to you have to go through a couple of gear stages at each one of those stages you've got to worry about mesh and and yep. again i mean good design 
makes the the parts such that when you put everything together with all the tolerance stack up, you've still got acceptable mesh. But that's not always the case. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one who has run into a set of gears where you put them together and the mesh just makes you really <laughs> uncomfortable, at which point you go searching for a shim. Oh, d- just did it. Yeah, <laughs> because it's, it it, it, in that situation, it's a matter of time before you blow that gear up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Dan, how, what, like, what's your experience been with the Goblin 500? Because... Now, has, was that your first no. belted heli? See, kind of bringing this topic down to more of an entry level, uh, and I think a lot of people are predisposed to their opinion on which is better based on their experiences from the very beginning. And my first experience with a, with a belt-driven tail was with a compass night. And no other heli guys around. I had no... You know, people can tell you all day long or you can read, oh, you want about this much tension until you get out there and actually try it or, or mess with it. Uh, you know, because my big, they always said, well, if you go too tight, you're going to destroy the bearings. And, you know, if you go too loose, you're not going to have any tail authority. And so there's this uneasiness for guys who are new in the hobby with mm-hmm. with a belt tail that is completely taken out of the picture with a torque tube. That's a very good point. And you man. have zero reference. So my is issue, and, and I've always been, I've always been a torque tube guy. So I put this compass up in the air. Uh, I'm assuming I had the belt way too loose because I didn't want to destroy bearings, right? Get the heli up. Mm-hmm. I get it about 20 feet in the air and the tail just goes and it starts pirouing and it starts coming back towards me, pirouing. And I was just new. And so I literally had to Slam the helicopter into the ground. Landed five feet in front of me. Ugh. I have never <laughs> I've never wanted to touch a belt driven heli since. And the big issue that the newer guys what they were dealing with back when I was starting, the big topic of conversation was, well, you want to go with belt when you're new because you know you're gonna be destroying uh output right. shafts and uh and gears because you're you're bouncing your tail, you're hitting your tail on the ground all the time. Well Yep. This is true. <laughs> I I used to order those gear sets five at a time. I got really good at switching those out really fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was that was I would rather do that at my mindset when when you're new to the hobby and there's so many uncertainties. Uh let alone can I fly it? You you're you know you're you're also concerned about can I control it? And on top of that, did I build it well enough that it's actually going to stay in the air? So, so yeah. there's just so... Oh, yeah. that's a- so the torque tube, for me, just felt like the obvious solution because you set it and it's done. You know it engages. Yep. You don't have to worry. Is it too loose? Is it too tight? And also, too, when you're new, does efficiency really matter? You know, you're hovering. You're learning how to do circuits. You're doing very basic stuff. So... Always been a, a torque tube guy. So moving into the Goblin, uh, you know, a few years had passed. Felt a little more, you know, as far as the building aspect and the uh, uh, the control of the helicopter in the air wasn't as much of an issue. I, to be honest, I didn't. It didn't phase me one way or the other. 
do I do I I did know that uh, initially on the goblin I had the belt too loose because it was mm-hmm. it was clicking about a quarter rotation. You know, you lose so you bring it down, tighten it up. Eventually everything's mm-hmm. good to go. But I noticed that with with belt tubes or belt drives drives in particular, I inevitably am too loose. Always. Mm-hmm. I, it's like I've got this fear of going too tight with them. Huh. But as far as noticing I I really enjoy that that goblin. It's a great little helicopter. Um yeah. I think that the belt drive designs these days are a lot better. I can't remember it seems to me that those belt-driven helis that had that really small uh, gear up front, you know, as opposed to uh, on the main, are, are yep. driven by essentially driven by the same type of deer that, or gear that a tortube would be driven by. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. That is not a good design. No, no. That, <laughs> it's almost like the the bigger the boom, the the better. <laughs> it just it. It gives it an opportunity to yeah. kind of do its thing in there, and and auto tensioners have just yep. completely changed the ball game. They do help a lot. They help a lot. Yep. And I don't think anybody makes a heli these days that is belt driven that has that kind of that shitty old design. Can you think of anybody? I mean, they're all kind of driven by the larger gear up front now. Yeah, I think yeah. all the modern helis at least have a a main shaft large gear that drives it. Mm-hmm. So from my perspective, I, st- I still would, given the option, like if I wanted a helicopter and it came in two models, I would probably get the torque tube. has nothing to do with anything other than it's a comfort area. It's just something that when I started in the hobby, that's what I was into. But I'm not gonna, it, it's not going to make me not want to get a helicopter, obviously, because it is only available with a belt drive. Well, mm-hmm. and yeah, you. I think you bring up a really good point, which I hadn't considered originally, and that's the beginner's perspective. I mean, the first thing I think when I hear that is, well, the amount you're going to be crashing with a torque tube and the fact that pretty much every crash as a beginner, you're going to blow the tail. That's a yep. lot of money that you're <laughs> spending on tubes and gears, and I'm just going right past it, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you were laughing about, Dan. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, you know, with the the belt, obviously, as we already talked about, you you know, you can bend up. I've scorpioned tails before. I just toe-picked the 7HV. The the tail's bent at like a 45-degree angle at the back (laughs) by the case. Belt's perfectly fine. No big deal. Ready to go for another 100 flights. And when you do have to replace the belt, it's cheap. But that's coming from a perspective of someone who's flown a lot of torque tube and a lot of belted helis. And I'm not uncomfortable about setting the belt. I know how how to tension it. I know what to look for. I know how to maintain it. I think the biggest mind, the biggest mind obstacle to get over for especially new guys in an area that isn't very populated with heli flyers is just how do I, how do I set that initial tension? And I think, uh, you know, that's the tough one because if you can get over that, uh, if you have, if you have enough, first of all, you got to have confidence that if should something go wrong, you're still going to be able to get the helicopter down. Yep. That that's mm-hmm. a tough one for new people to, to get, to get past. 
So that, that, a pirouetting heli, <laughs> you know, an out of control pirouetting heli becomes a safety concern very quickly. Very quickly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For a new flyer. I mean, that is, you know. Instantly. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing to, you know, joke around with when you're just learning. That is, it, a, it, you know, that's a catastrophic failure. And I that, that exact same thing happened to me. And there were a few people at the field and they watched me. Literally, I just went full negative. I mean, I just drove that. Con- and I never did fix it again, by the way. Do you still have it? I still have it, yeah. I uh, I just literally I just negative full negative and just slammed it into the ground and and luckily did it when I did because when it was all came to a rest, it was five feet away from me, and it was mm. a good ways out there. But that was my experience, and from then on, I was like, ah, screw these belt driven helis, man. No way, never again. That they suck. They suck. Well, I didn't know what I was doing, and that plays a huge role in the newer newer pilots' perspective. Torque tubes, you're not going to have that problem. You're just not. So that was your first belted heli, Dan. First belted heli. What yeah. was yours, Nick? Um, I had. Let's see. My first was. Uh, my first belted heli was a. T Rex 500. Okay. Which I uh I, you know I didn't I didn't really have any problems with it. I didn't put a ton of flights on it. Um, but I would say r- shortly after getting rid of that, um, I, I got my T-Rex 600 Nitro that I did put a lot of flights on. And, you know, I converted that to belt rather quickly. And while it was, I would classify it under not one of the good designs. Uh, being a Nitro, I think you have a little bit more leeway there because it just doesn't have, you know, the, the power and the power response out of it mm-hmm. um but you know i put hundreds of flights on that and did not have a problem with it at all but then again i did it for weight because it was so much lighter and that is a big key too i mean we yep. it, it's not as big of an issue now with these monster power electrics but i, I mean still weight is weight you know and, and if you can add weight that's in form of battery versus airframe you're going to be better off. Oh, yeah. Um, and if I remember correctly, because you and I had this conversation years ago on the 600 Nitro, the difference between the tail or the, the, the belt and the torque tube was like 80 grams, wasn't it? It I mean, was a lot. 80 the grams on I the tail, that. which throws the CG for a loop. Yeah. I was able to peel by removing that much weight off the tail. And, that, and that's especially in the Nitro model when you can take you know, let's say 40 or 50 grams off the center of the whole length of the tail, you know, that there's a ratio of that versus how much you can take off of the nose in the front to be able to get it to balance out. And I was able to peel about a quarter pound off the heli total, which on a 600 nitro is I mean, yeah. it's huge. It's a huge difference. So in that aspect, it was really worth it and it worked out great. But not too, too long after getting into the electric world, I got to experience the Synergy E7 uh, when it first came out and debuted with the belt. And that was an absolute sheer nightmare. Yeah, I remember I mean, that. I it, it was, dude, it was it horrible. It was rough. Yeah. And again, there's a case of not particularly the belt's fault, but you just, you can't put a belt on, uh, it barely worked in the in the e6 form barely 
Yeah, um, it worked in E6, but on 7, it was, because of the boom size, it was just Yeah, you just can't put that size of a belt, that length of a belt in, you know, 21 or 22 millimeter boom, because you have to, I mean, I I seriously remember putting both feet on the skids (laughs) and pulling on the tail case. (laughs) for uh, For the N5C, you actually made like a custom tool. To yep. hold the tailcase yep. out because the belt had to be set so tight that, you know, usually you can kind of balance the screws where, you know, you can pull it out and it'll hold because you have a, you have the screws a little bit tightened down. Mm-hmm. Well, there was no, that wasn't even an option with this heli just because the belt had to be so tight. So, <laughs> yeah, no, and it's, you know, again, that, that experience was bad, but. Then you go over into like the goblin, which, and I think Dan, as you were talking about, you know, that, that initial tension where I think goblin really got it right is now I know that the seven HV has, you know, has the auto tensioner on it, but the goblin, the way that they have you set it, there is, you know, there really is no like, okay, set an initial tension and then move the tensioner to this, you know, to this mark or whatever, like you do on the seven HV. The goblin is, you know, you kind of set the tensioner up there and then keep pulling back on the belt until the tensioner moves to a certain point and yep. lock it down. And Which it, is very the, intuitive. It is. It, it yep. does completely take that guesswork out of it where it's like, put it here. Yeah. That's where it goes. They show Done. three pictures in the, in, the, in the manual. Too loose, too tight, and just right. Which, and by the way. pull mm-hmm. until yours looks just right. Which, by the way, this, the 500 <laughs> does not have. Uh, oh, and see, I think okay. it really should. Yeah. So there was a little I, bit more of a guessing I, game for me, but it wasn't bad. Oh yeah, it wasn't bad. If they it, that that was the one thing I noticed with the goblin was wow. Okay, they really took. I mean, there there just there wasn't any question. And I mean, even with the larger boom, there is a lot more room for error or for error as far as loose, you know, too loose, too tight, mm-hmm. whatever. But it still. Uh, I, I don't know. I personally have no. I have had equal success and equal failure with with bolt. You know, I've fought massive vibrations with gears and you know gears and torque tubes and stuff in the DFC. That uh, was a big, huge pain. So there's uh, there's a negative. Yep. I've seen some major QC issues, like in Gowie X5s, blowing up know, gears because of yep. mesh. Absolutely. Out of round tubes. <laughs> yep. All, I've seen all of that, but then I've seen, you know, and dealt with major crashes because of bad belt designs and, uh, you know, so I, it's anyone's game at this point, in my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, uh, just, just as a, a consolation to the new guys who are thinking about belt, I I understand the position that people might be in where they they just don't have that perspective like you were saying Dan but I I mean honestly you've got to do a lot to to screw up a belt in terms of tension. I mean obviously there's the so loose that it doesn't even turn the gears. You won't even get off the <laughs> ground on that one. Uh and and they're so tight that you can actually cause the belt itself to to split or to break or wear but honestly the way these designs are you can't i mean you literally have to have two or three people pulling on that tailcase to get it that tight so 
I mean, I've flown I've flown all sorts of belted helis. I've flown belted aligns from a two fifty up to seven hundred. I've flown the Synergy, uh, the the E seven, the N five, and then the logos, which are all belted. Luckily, they have big tail booms. And on the logos, it's such a robust design that I've had it so loose, you can hear the belt slapping in the boom. And you still can fly the thing perfectly fine. Now, it doesn't have as good performance. The tail's a little squirrely, but it's not going to come out of the sky that way. Yeah. So the, the one the one caveat I want to give to that, and I, I get that completely. And uh, you got to keep in mind the flyer I'm thinking of. The type of pilot I'm thinking of, and I and I'm just thinking back to my own experience back when I first started, and I was out here all by myself. Any type of unpredictable or unwanted flight behavior, whether it's a tail kicking to you know 180 degrees or even 45 degrees, man, that's a that that could that's enough to put a new pilot into panic mode. You know what I mean? You're right. Oh yeah, You're absolutely yep. right. Not take much. <laughs> I guess all I'm trying to say, Dan, is. If you if you just tension the thing to the point where it's not loose as hell or so tight you can't squish it with a finger, you may not be at that ideal tension, but it's not going to yeah. bring the heli down. That's would, all I'm saying. I would agree work. with that completely, 100%. And, 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 and I think, too, that the designs of the more modern helis are such that that can, that can happen and you can yeah, be not prefer, perfect. Whereas back in the day, I don't know that that was so much the case. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to be a little more yeah. precise with that tension. Yep. That's why Tartu's rule, dude. <laughs> well, and now you're seeing some some of the the upgrades that we see on the newer torque tube systems are really impressive. I mean, most people yep. are used to the straight cut gears, the the you know ninety degree miter or bevel gears with the straight teeth. Now we've got companies like Curtis Youngblood, like KDS, that are coming out with the spiral cut gears. Yeah. So it's Thunder not Tiger. only yep. oh Thunder Tiger, you're right, Nick. It's not only super quiet, but the mesh is better. It can transmit power more efficiently. It can transmit more power and handle more shock than a standard system. I mean, there are some pretty impressive advances. The KDS, aren't they introducing? Isn't one of the gears uh, metal on that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So new and the Curtis has well. a Curtis has a the ballistic FSO. I think both of the gears are metal. Okay, yeah. You know the one downfall to all that with all of that new, you know, new technology. You got spiral cut bevels, all those. They still, no matter what the actual design is, and you know we've kind of reached a point where I, all of the designs are uh, i shouldn't say all 90% of the designs are uh, structurally strong enough right to withstand but you still cannot get away from qc issues and and regardless of how cool the design is how awesome it is how strong it's supposed to be on paper the more Moving components and the more components you put in a tail system, the more room for error there is on QC. Yep. And Align learned that. I mean, here's the the biggest company, the the largest mass producer of helicopter parts, and working on a tail system that has very 
has minutely changed over the last three years, and they come out with a quote unquote new gear set, and they have issues. It's like really, are you? That, there's a perfect proof that QC can kill any design. So one of the big effects that we always used to hear about and don't really hear about anymore is like the Van de Graaff effect and all these other issues that you have with, with belt-driven tails. Are these still are these issues taken care of in design nowadays, or are we still worrying about this stuff? Sometimes, sometimes not. It How do depends. we know? How do we know? It's still, the, the science is still there. It didn't go away. <laughs> yeah, but it, can't they take yeah. care of those issues in design and, and circumvent the bad effects? They can. I mean, if you want to circumvent it in design, what you basically need to make sure you do is have a conductive path from your tailcase all the way back to your mainframe. And some helis do. I think, uh, you know, without going too far out on a limb, I think there are still a number of helis that do not have that. Certainly the original Logo 600, the 500, 600, and the 5 and 600 SEs had to be grounded from the tailcase all the way back. And in fact, the kits came with grounding systems. I know that the Compass 7HV, even in, in its V2 form, still requires yep. grounding. I have I had to ground mine. Jesse, I'm sure you've got yours yes. grounded. Yep, as well as the uh, new 6HV that's coming out. Same, same yep. deal. How, how about the, the warp? That one I actually do not have grounded. Okay. No, I don't have mine grounded and either. I'm not so sure either. I I mean just off the top of my head, I would say there's probably not an electrical path either. Yeah. Uh, what okay. I wonder if it's just a, a size how much issue? potential can build between the tailcase yeah. and the Yeah, I'm not familiar frame. enough with the design to know exactly how it's set up, but in general when you have a belt, you have the potential, no pun intended to build a high potential or a high voltage uh, between your your tailcase and the rest of the helicopter. Engineered dork joke yep. right there. Yeah. Do, do, do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Dan, is it completely eliminated? No, I don't think it is. I, I think as the designs have progressed, people have taken it into consideration. But quite frankly, it's something that is so simple to fix with... Uh, just an included grounding strap that if it drives a significant amount of additional engineering or drives up the price because now you have to use a special material or a special design that you wouldn't have had to have previously, then what's the point? Throw a two cent piece of wire in with a, a crimped on ring terminal and ground away. I think the days of which one are better are they, yeah. they're gone. Yeah. And if they're not, they should be. I don't think people are being very realistic if they're yeah. super well, one-sided. I think Dan said it the best, too. You you tried the, gob the Goblin, and honestly, you couldn't really yeah. tell. Yeah. And that honestly should be how, you know, that's how it should be. <laughs> yeah, the, yep. only, yeah. the only difference I had was just that initial, it's too loose, I need to land it and tighten it. Yeah. You know, yeah. But after I got it set. Neither of them are a fad. They're both here to stay. They both yeah. have their pros and cons. And now, one other question I have now, uh, with the carbon tail on the on the uh, the boom on the goblin. Now I, it's been a while since I've been able to fly the five hundred, and the weather was fairly consistent, so I didn't really notice that I was needing to mess with the tension a whole lot. Does the carbon have as much of an effect 
with weather as, say, an aluminum boom? No. No. So you shouldn't no. be playing with it as much? It shouldn't be as big of a deal. It really shouldn't be. It it's it should be more when you've got the metal because the metal does expand and contract in large temperature swings more than the carbon fiber. And and in fact, I think I adjusted my Goblin 700 belt once on the first day just to make I wanted to do a double check after I had seen the effect on the 7HV and then I never touched it again. It was perfectly fine. The 7HV got adjusted a couple of times. And, I mean, when I flew logos before, too, Dan, it was the same exact way. It was actually to the point where coming from room temperature, right, uh, in my house, at whatever tension it was set at, to 20 degrees out, pulling it out, I had to pull it out of the, the car with the tailcase completely loose. Because if I didn't, it would tighten up so much it could break the plastic bits. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. If there's one thing I've learned since I've gotten into this hobby, it's that if you're going to buy it, buy it once and buy quality. With my recent purchase of the iCharger 4010 Duo, I feel like not only did I get quality, but I'm going to get exceptional charging performance. So if it's time to upgrade your charging system, buy it once, buy it right. www.progressiverc.com As you're listening to this episode, I am sorry to tell you, you have missed out on t-shirt pre-orders. They, as you listen to this, the order is in and they should be hopefully getting here in the next week and shipped out soon mm-hmm. thereafter. Yeah. That's... Doesn't mean you can't still order I was going to say, doesn't mean you can't still order one. We're going to order a fairly large amount of shirts. We should have some... In stock, we just won't have any of the of the really big ones or really small ones. We're gonna have the kind of a standard standard stock. Always, uh, we have hats. Nick's got those over there. Be sure to order a hat yep. if you want one. Fantastic hats. They, they're yeah. I finally got a new with the nice metallic uh, thread in there. Finally picked one up while I was home this week. Doesn't aren't those hats much they're more nice comfortable? Hats. They're I, like I love fitted hats, hats, man. They're awesome. Yeah, seriously, very comfortable. And they're not that that thin, cheesy. Like I've gotten a lot of emails back. Like, wow, I was not expecting to get like a really good quality. Oh hat. yeah, dude, they're like yeah. the hats that you spend thirty or forty bucks on for like your favorite sports team. Yep, it's mm-hmm. like not a crappy hat. Yeah, they're very between nice the hat and the hoodie. I'm not <laughs> sure which one is my favorite to wear, but That's they're the both wearing. That's the technical description. It's like not a crappy hat. <laughs> it isn't. Dude. It's Serious business hat. here. We don't do crappy hats here. <laughs> if you still want one of those, by all means, uh, let us know, and we'll get one sent out to you. And uh, what can we say, man? The Christmas is coming up, and um, don't know what we're going to be doing. I actually might have to away for a little bit and so the guys are probably going to be pressing along without me while i'm recovering hopefully that is when the cats are away the mice will play (laughs) hopefully that's soon (laughs) i don't know i should find out monday but uh man the sooner the better so the show will still be released 
and these guys will will get it done without me. We'll hopefully get through to the new year. And man, we we've kind of—I don't know that we want to say it yet, but we've kind of got some tentative dates. You know, we've been getting some some uh, requests about when our fun fly is going to be. Definitely going to happen this year. Don't really want to say when because there are a few more people that we need to talk to to kind of get those dates situated. But we kind of have an idea. It's going to be roughly about the same time as it was last year, give or take. I'm not sure we should be getting that nailed down here probably in the next month, as far as um, dates go, right? I'm working it. As soon as I know, we will tell everyone. And we're kind of get, get, we're, we kind of tentatively got together last uh, Tuesday, and we kind of started talking about what our our uh, plans were as far as what fun flies were going to be to pretty much the same, same as always, Othello, Snohomish, our fun fly, and Urcha this year. We're going to go to Urcha, so... Uh, be sure that man I, i'm really looking forward to that trip as am i <laughs> let's see facebook hit 2500 of course I, I think we knew that last week didn't we yep yeah i think good. so plugging away plugging away on facebook and also to our web page god the web page i got i've been having some guys t- tell me that they want to help do you, have you guys been getting these emails there's a couple guys that want to help debug our web page kind of speed it up a little bit Dude, freaking go for it. Yeah, not <laughs> a bad idea. Yes, right? Well, because <laughs> I've been getting a couple of comments about how it's slow. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, we know. We know it's. Slow. We know it's slow, but that's because you know we don't know what we're doing, and we just that's because web page. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know it it serves its purpose not optimally, but um, you know it's a lot to ask somebody. To, to put in that kind of time into something like that. So, you know. But if you're looking for a winter project. Yeah, and you know how to do that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know. And you you work for free. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, of course, Larry's always willing to help out. And, man, I just feel bad asking him all the time. And, uh, you know, he's got to make a living, too, on top of the many hours a week that he puts into our webpage. So, we know it, and I know it too. I've just recently I've got some more emails about the um, Tapa Talk stuff. I just I just don't know what to tell you guys about that. I they they were kind of at their whim, other than a complete redesign of the forum. I just don't see any way around that at this point. Uh, we understand it. Trust me, we we get it. Yep. Uh, and we would love to see that change, but. It's just the way it is right now. But that shouldn't stop you from going hanging out there, checking out the webpage, and uh, you know, do some conversing with some of the guys that hang out there on the on the front page. It's a lot of fun. So I guess if you wanted to send us an email, I guess uh, Nick, how would they send you an email if they wanted to wanted to do that? Uh you would shoot me an email at Nick at rchelynation.com. Justin? You could send me an email at justin at rchelynation.com. And Jesse? You could send me an email at jesse at rchelynation.com. I am Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchelynation.com or Dan K. Reed on the forums. I guess that's about it, guys. This is episode 114. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We'll see you next Monday. Adios. See you guys. Go easy. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC, and is brought to you in part by 
Helipros, KDE Direct, Progressive RC, and Jen's Ace Batteries. We thank you for listening, and if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email. Music.